I saw a, a story uh, not too long ago uh, about the University of Michigan. This is all before what happened in Israel uh, at the beginning of October. Uh, two University of Michigan students were identified as the individuals who defaced the Jewish Resource Center over the summer, painting pornographic images on it uh, and, and, and an act of anti-Semitism. And in the story, I noted that the rabbi of the Jewish Resource Center, Fully Eisenberger, had said he's not going to be pressing charges. And I said to Kenny, I'd like to get this rabbi and find out why he doesn't want to press charges. It turns out that he, Rabbi Fully Eisenberger is actually over in Israel right now, was, uh, was there when all this fighting brought out and is in Jerusalem, is trying to get back home, and joins us uh, for a wholly different element here on the Mitch Album program. Rabbi, thank you for coming on with us. My pleasure. Uh, I'll ask you about the Michigan thing, which seems in a whole different category here now. What, 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 are, what are your thoughts and, and what are you seeing over there now in Israel, uh, as an as an American uh, uh, Jewish person, the reaction there and what you're hearing from the reaction around the world. So, this kind of came out of shock to everybody. This past Saturday morning, we woke up early in the morning. I was heading to services. It was our middle towards the end of our holiday, and news started coming in about the terrorist attack. The air raid sirens are going off. I was in Jerusalem at the time. Right now I'm in the airport in Tel Aviv for the second time trying to get out. Um, and my whole family was woken up and we ran to the bomb shelters. Um, and then when it stopped, we kind of, I kind of snuck out to the synagogue and, and that's when people started talking about it. it wasn't just like an air raid siren and just rockets being launched, which happens periodically here but something much greater was happening. People were talking about it, and it was getting very, very serious. And it was at the pinnacle of our, it's called Simchas Torah holiday, our really joyous holiday where you dance with the Torah scroll, and it's like a very happy time. And you can imagine that that happy holiday turned very, very sorrow, very sad, very quickly, and became very depressing as the news started right. coming out more and more by the hour as, as well more than depressing it became it became horrific uh, and in the two horrific. three days in two three days that have now passed as Israel begins its ground campaign in Gaza uh, I know that there are Israelis who are torn over the Palestinian issue but I don't imagine there are very many Israelis who are torn over Hamas and Hamas's terrorism activities and Knowing what we went through here in 9-11 and how it sort of unified the country, uh, I can only imagine what that feeling is like there in Israel. What, what is the general yeah, temperament actually, when of people? I just came, so when I just came just now for the second time to the airport with my family to try to get out, um, not because I'm dying to leave the country, but because I have a lot to do back at home. This is the place to be for Jewish people, for sure. I just have a lot of responsibilities. My kids have school and so on and so forth. But when I pulled up to the airport for the second time tonight, um, there was hundreds and hundreds of Israeli kids, teenagers, welcoming U.S. citizens that are Army personnel from the Israeli Army that are coming back from America. They're working in America, and they're coming back to Israel to fight. 
in Gaza to get recruited to go towards Lebanon to join the Israeli army once again as the reserves. And there's hundreds of teenagers welcoming them, screaming, marching, and waving flags, cheering them on, that came from, like, all places in Israel to cheer these people, these heroes that are literally traveling all across the world to come here, leaving their, their workforce to join the, the to Israeli try to army defend. to help out in their in the situation. Yeah. Again, to, to try to, try to, to, try to defend Israel. Uh, of course, this is going to spark all kinds of reaction, and as someone who works at the University of Michigan— uh, I'm sure you are aware of what's happened at Harvard University, uh, you, Cal Berkeley, yeah. NYU. I'm sure there are elements of it at Michigan, even though we may haven't heard the kind of headline story. But we've seen no. The, there's stuff come. There's definitely stuff coming out for sure. And there's like there's been flyers that are are been posted from different um, pro-Palestinian groups that are calling for like you know resistance, and a lot of a tremendous amounts of parents are calling me overseas and thank god i have a great team of, of rabbis on staff that are local that are there now at the jrc in ann arbor and they're they're supporting the students that are very nervous walking the streets there's been extra security at the jrc there's been extra security at hillel we had a whole event last night we had a whole event two nights ago shabbos coming tomorrow night we have, we're expecting a few hundred kids we're having the ann arbor police force that are going to be stationed in the jrc protecting and people are very nervous it's very, very scary what's going on. When yes. you have politicians that are cheering on Hamas or not condemning it and just no comment when there's brutality, like you said before, horrific, horrific images. I was standing next to somebody in services two days ago, and this guy was crying, and I like approached him. This guy has his, his aunt and uncle, something like that, was, was kidnapped. People around here, everybody knows somebody of, of what's going on, who, who something would happen to, had a relative, a friend. It's not like it, you play Jewish geography, it's called. Everybody knows somebody that, that's connected. Right. And well, we try very, to very point personal, out to people that personal. Israel is a nation of under 10 million people. So when you lose 1,000 people, that's the equivalent in America of a 33,000-person uh, massacre. And, you know, by contrast, there were less than 3,000 people killed in 9-11. So can you imagine 10 times the number of people killed in 9-11 on a single day relative to your population? Yes, you're going to a lot of people are going to know somebody who lost somebody. And and of course, the nation is going to be uh, justifiably horrified, angered and 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 need to retaliate and defend itself. I'd like you to answer if you would. Because I know we have a large Arab population here in Michigan and perhaps people listening to the show who who feel that, well, this is an anti-Semitism. This is just anti-Zionism. And we don't have any problem with Jewish people. We just have problems with Israelis uh, and Israel. Can you explain why being anti-Israel is in itself a form of anti-Semitism? As somebody who walks around every day wearing a kippah, I'm not known as, as, a, as a Zionist. I'm known as a Jew. And if I would approach any person that is looking at me right away, associates myself with being a Jew and being pro-Israel, it's all one. And it can manifest itself in a way where people try to hide it and say, oh, I'm not anti, like you said, I'm not anti-Semitic, I'm just anti-Zionist. But if I would go into a walk by when they're having a 
a march or something like that, and I'm wearing a kippah, I promise you, we, 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 we get comments. I get comments all the time. We, right. I, I, any person that walks around wearing a kippah during their lifetime has experienced anti-Semitism, for sure, right. multiple and, times. And they, don't, and they don't stop and ask you, what is your position on Zionism before we determine if we should criticize you or not? They just come well, after not, you because no, they know I, you're yeah. Jewish, and they just assume. Correct, correct. Yeah. Again, yeah. anyone who, who and again, Hamas, for example— they're calling, they, they kill Jews. That's what they, their slogan is. So someone doesn't denounce that. Someone, says, doesn't, someone doesn't say that they're wrong. Or someone is, 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 is pro-Hezbollah, and which, again, calls for the annihilation of the Jewish people, and it doesn't denounce them. To me, that, that, that's disgusting. What does that mean? That's, that's, you, that means you're, 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 you hate Jews. You can right. cookie, cook, cookie, cut it, however you want to write it. At the end of the right. day, that's what it means. Right. If you're okay with the slogan from the river to the sea, then you do hate Jews because that is, that would mean the annihilation of all the Jews in Israel uh, or, or certainly the Correct. displacement of every Correct. single one of them. That's what the river to the sea means. And when you see that on these posters and it seems like almost like a uh, almost a poetic call to uh, to to action, it's nothing poetic about it. It's deadly. And it, it's 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 like the Nazis calling for, you know, Hitler's. Uh, law to relieve the distress of the German people, uh, which was the law that, was, that he enacted to take away all the rights of the Jewish people there. So words can be tricky. And, and this whole, uh, not anti-Jewish, I'm just anti-Zionism, is a lot of bull, uh, especially in moments like this. You, you, you take your side, and if you are somehow defending Hamas and say, well, you know, they bought it on themselves for slicing babies' heads off, and shooting children in the back, something that Israelis, Israelis do not do and will not do, I dare predict, even as they go and, and attack Hamas and all kinds of innocent people are going to be killed in this, Palestinian citizens who just happen to live in Gaza. But it won't be because Israelis are intending to go into houses, smash the windows, find the babies, slit their throats. That's not their purpose. Somebody gets killed because there's a bomb because it's next to a military installation that they built under a school. And there's and there's people who get killed. Yes, people are going to die. But it's not the same as what Hamas just did, which was the, the deliberate murder of innocent citizens. And some of them, you know, as young as, you know, infant ages. Uh, may I ask you before we let you go, why this act of anti-Semitism on Ann Arbor's campus before any of this happened? defacing your center with pornographic images was something that you didn't want to bother. Well, I shouldn't say bother. You didn't want to press charges for uh, to the police. It's a great question. So the answer is like this. When the, we found out who it was, my, as being a rabbi on campus, I'm known as a campus rabbi. I'm not a pulpit rabbi. I don't have a synagogue. I'm a campus rabbi. I hang out with college students all day. That's what I do. I have the best job in the world. Best job in the world. Thank God. My job is always to teach, always to kind of be a role model. And when the news came that this happened, when I saw it happen and, and, and we found out who it was, we wanted to use this as a teaching moment. You know, somebody who, who's in college age, they're young, people make stupid mistakes. If I could show, teach them a lesson, not to let, give them off and make them, oh, don't worry, slap on the wrist, but I could make a powerful statement that will shape their life and they could change from that to me that's what a rabbi is supposed to do so what i did was i brought them into the jrc and i had a discussion with them 
with the other rabbis, and I explained to them what anti-Semitism is all about, why when somebody does something that even if they didn't really mean it, this and that, like how it has greater effect. And then I said, listen, my, I don't want to make you suffer for the rest of your life. That's not my, my goal in life. But I think since when you do something like this on campus, it's affected us, staff at the JRC, plus it affects all Jews on campus that anytime there's some type of anti-Semitic or something hateful that's, that's on our property or anywhere in the Jewish world, it affects all Jews. We get shaken up all across the world. I said, you owe an apology to the whole Jewish community in Ann Arbor. And I said, therefore, the way, what I want you to do is come to a Friday night dinner at JRC, where we're having over 300-something kids outside in this massive tent, close to 400 kids. And I said, the rabbi's going to be there hosting. You'll come for dinner. You'll sit at his table. He's going to get up in the middle and make a speech. And then he's going to call you up, and you apologize to everybody in the room. No one's going to have their camera out. No one's going to have their phone because it's Shabbos. It's the Sabbath. We don't want to do that on, on Shabbos. Mm-hmm. No one's going to record it. But I said, I want you to make a public apology. And that, that I think. And did that happen? You, you at least owe us everybody. Yeah, of course. That was, this was Thursday, two and a half weeks ago. And, and they it... came the next day. They came and they apologized. People were got up and they cheered and they gave them hugs and they started crying. It was very emotional. And they meant it. It was a real thing. It was a real deal. So much so that, that both students reached out afterwards, uh, again, apologizing. We want to we wanna make it more right, Rabbi, and any help you need, and this and that. And, and even when stuff's going on in Israel, people that, again, the students reached out to me and, and said, I, you know, I'm sorry, what's going on there? It changed their life, and it changed even the students. It saw, they taught them a lesson, the Jewish students, that you could screw up in life, you can make a mistake, do something stupid. Not necessarily a mistake, but like do something. You do, yeah. yeah, like do something stupid. Well, and, look, and good, good, respect. good for you for having. Good for you for having that kind of tolerance, patience, wisdom to turn that negative uh, into a learning moment. Um, I'm not sure, by the way, if other groups were involved, uh, they would have been so tolerant. But you were. Uh, we wish you getting a good speed, getting home, uh, and and all of Thank the Michigan you. people who were there. And uh, I hope we get a chance to talk to you as this thing continues on. Thank you for coming on with us. My pleasure. All the best. Rabbi Foley Eisenberger there of the uh, Jewish Resource Center at University of Michigan, who happens to be in Israel right now.